Good evening. Welcome to the, the Midnight, Midnight Blood, Blood Hour. Hour. We are your hosts, Will and Lady Irene. Hope you enjoy. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, completely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good evening, Midnight Owls. So we're still in the middle of our Angel Baby series, but we thought we could throw in a little mini bonus episode tonight. I had told my son Damien that he could host a mini episode with me, and I told him to pick the topic for the episode, and I would do the research. Well, on the drop of the dime, of course he comes up with the Russian sleep experiment. Yeah, he's morbid, so you can tell he's definitely my son. So you'll be joined by me, Damien, and of course Will tonight. And just uh, before we continue, warning this episode may contain explicit language, graphic discussions of human and animal abuse, as well as depictions of cannibalism that some may find offensive. Listener's discretion is advised. So we begin. The Russian sleep experiment. So I know you guys saw the video. Yeah. I'm going to kind of just go into it and we'll kind of discuss a little bit at a time on each part because I'm sure, as your dad's already asked, is is this real? It's a creepy pasta. <laughs> that, Sorry, trying to get comfortable. <laughs> it's a creepy pasta that people go ahead and submit their scary stories to creepypasta.com. So... The story goes, what would happen if someone didn't get a wink of sleep for an entire month? Well, as most would tell you, that your body wouldn't let you stay up that long. When our minds and bodies have reached a point where it absolutely needs sleep, much like how a car runs out of gas, our bodies do the same and essentially shuts itself down for rest. But of course, the internet brings claims of experiments to find out the effects of long-term sleep deprivation. The Russian sleep experiment being the most famous. So, as it goes, a group of Russian researchers in the 1940s kept five people awake for 15 days using a gas stimulant. Uh, I think sometimes uh, I need actually need this gas because how tired I get, but obviously we still have shit to do. So, these five were kept in a sealed environment to monitor the oxygen intake. This way, the gas. Um, It kept them up, it didn't kill them since this gas was extremely toxic. So since this was before video cameras, the only way to keep watch was with microphones and five inch thick glass windows. So those, um, what are they called? The plexiglass. The mirrors. Oh, a two-way mirror? Two-way mirror, yeah, the two-way mirrors. So they're watching them through this and they have microphones in there to be able to hear what's going on. And this chamber was stocked with books, um, sleeping cots, but no bedding. So that way they could be comfortable, but 
obviously not comfortable enough to be able to fall asleep. Yeah. And you know me, I would need that blanket and bedding in order to go to sleep. So uh, they had running water and a toilet and enough dry food to last five people for one month. Now, these test subjects, they claim were political prisoners that were deemed enemies of the state during World War II. Now, side note, the longest recorded time without sleep is about 264 hours, so just over 11 days. But after three or four nights, sleep deprivation is so bad you can start to hallucinate. Didn't one guy go to break a record end up dying from not being able to sleep? That's, or no, I think he went to sleep and then died. Yeah, and that's the thing is a lot of things that they have um, actually done experiments on. If you go a certain amount without sleep and then you go to sleep, you'll die because the fact that you're... I don't know if you've noticed, but when you're so tired, your heart starts beating so fast. Yeah, and you start to go to sleep trying to relax and your heart's beating so fast. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what ends up happening after not sleeping for so long. Yeah, I kind of wonder, though, like, if you really stayed up that long and then, you know, you finally you go to sleep. You know, your body, like, everything slows down, supposedly, so you can rest. Yeah. Like, I wonder if that's why they end up passing away. Like, it just, it's like, you know, we're completely yeah. shutting down and then there's no way to start it back up. It's like, oh. It's too tired to, yeah, yeah to get exactly. that Exactly. There's yeah. no jolt to get you up. It just, it rests and it goes in such a deep place that it's just, it's you're done. done. Yeah. There's no getting you up, you know? It has to be something like that. Wait, but. that would be bad if, in reality, it was just like an extremely long sleep that actually stopped everything. But in a while, you wake up in a coffin. Oh, that would be creepy. That would suck. <laughs> yeah, that would creepy. not be good. People used to do that back in the days, though. Yeah. Mistake. Well, no, because the issue was there was no when you died, like the funeral services provided. There was no such thing as embalming people. Yeah. So there were some people that were actually buried alive. Sometimes they couldn't tell, like they thought that the heart had stopped, but yeah, it was just so low that they couldn't feel the heartbeat. They thought they're clinically dead, so they got them ready, dressed, put them in a coffin, and they wake up in, during their funerals as they're buried. And what they used to do is, I don't know if it was on your finger or your toe. They put a bell. But they used to put a stick and a string with the bell all the way down into the coffin. So like if you did wake up like the next day, you could be ding, 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 ringing the bell. Like, hey, hey, there's somebody alive in here. And then they'd have to go and dig you out. And that's be, partly where the lore of the vampire came from. That'll still be creepy if that happens. Pull you out and you're actually dead. Oh, you go to a cemetery and you hear a bunch of bells ringing? Yeah, that's still yeah. horrible. No, thank you. Well, and they had somebody that would that that was their job to listen for the bells. Yeah. So that way they could be able to go and check the graves. Yeah, they would that's just patrol all night and listen for bells. That's creepy. Oh, Extremely. So, like, when you think of zombies, vampires, a lot of it comes from that lore. Yeah. So, all right, back to the story. Oh, yeah. Side um, note. Yeah, <laughs> side note, but let's go into the whole new story. Um, all right. For the first few days, everything was A-OK. These five talked to one another and even whispered into the research, to the researchers who were just outside monitoring through the two-way mirrors. Now, on the fifth day, these subjects started showing signs of stress and paranoia. They were no longer talking to each other, but still occasionally would whisper into the mics. Then came day nine. Things got worse. Two of the prisoners started running around screaming so loud and hard their vocal cords um, could break. Then just out of the blue, the screaming stopped and flooded in the most creepy, excuse me, the most creepy, eerie oh. silence imaginable. You know me and I'm- Creary. Yeah, creepy. The most creepy, creepy, eerie silence imaginable. <laughs> 
bullshit. I'll lift that one up so I can figure it out. No <laughs> word, okay? <laughs> At this point, the researchers started to panic and fear the worst. Um, after a bit of bickering back and forth, they agreed to open the chamber. It was at this moment, right before the chamber was opened, that a small, faint voice could be heard saying, Stop! I no longer wish to be free. So, days passed after this incident, and on the 15th day, the research researchers hesitantly opened the chamber. What was revealed was nothing short of horrific. One prisoner was dead, while the rest had mutilated themselves by tearing their flesh off and ripping open their abdomens. Some even went as far as self-cannibalism, as there was evidence of them eating their own flesh. Great. Yeah. And at this point, nobody wanted to leave the chamber. Um, they actually fought with force to stay in. Now, the force they fought with was superhuman. It was like as if they had somehow obtained superhuman powers. And while struggling to resist, some of them started tearing their muscles off their bones. Yeah. That's how hard they were fighting to stay in. They did not want to leave. So how's that going to make you stay in? That'll make you leave faster. Yeah, but they're probably not even in the right state of mind to realize anything, you know? Like, reality is a little different to them right now. Yeah, and yeah. I, maybe adrenaline, I would say, but who knows? What do you mean adrenaline? As far Where as they what? don't feel their muscles ripping off their bones? I mean, you know, I think about it, your brain controls everything. So you've been up that long, you're hallucinating, I mean... Who knows what they feel? Like what it's they, an own paralysis it might be a, or something? Yeah. yeah, it might be pleasurable for them for all we know. I mean, they, their brains just... I mean, I couldn't even explain what's probably going on in there. I couldn't even imagine. I know I've been up for a couple of days and it feels awful. Yeah, it feels like you're like in that haze and it's just like reality is just... I don't even know how you'd explain it. Like, yeah. It's dim. Well, it was at this point that it was decided they needed to be sedated in order to be removed without any further damage. Um, they were later asked why so much self-harm. Their response? I must remain awake. After removing the remaining survivors after the ch um, out of the chamber, these subjects still continued to gain strength. They developed a resistance to all of the drugs and sedatives they were given. Even more impressive is the amount of lethal injuries that they emerged with, yet somehow still not only remained alive, but still awake as they begged for more of the stimulant gas because they wanted to stay awake. What? Yeah, they wanted more of that gas. Now, um, one of the subjects, he fell asleep, instantly died. Now, maybe it's just me, again, another side note. But I thought there were only five subjects. At this point in the story, they start talking about so many subjects. I thought there was only five, five, right? And I yeah. was an impression there was three that they started with. No, five. There's five. Well, but they've already talked about um, one subject falling asleep, instantly dying, and then all of these. I, I thought one of them wasn't one of them running around and killed himself before they got out too. Well, you said there was one that was screaming. Yeah, well, two that were screaming. Yeah. I don't know. The way that the story starts sounding, it sounds like they start out with five, add oh. like 25, and then end up with none. I don't know. I don't know. I thought there was three, so I'm way off. Like, no. They're not very concise with the way they're explaining the amount of people that they have. That's well, I, sure. I know it's five, but I, the way that it goes into it, I don't know. And it, it just makes it sound like it has a whole bunch of deaths, 
but quite and quite a few survivors. So it goes all of a sudden deaths and survivors, and then all of a sudden nobody. Maybe they multiplied like gremlins. <laughs> they got wet after midnight, and man, it got bad in there. <laughs> Shit got real. What is it? Don't get them wet. Don't feed them. Don't em. get them wet. Don't, and don't feed them after midnight. Yeah. <laughs> the damn mogwites. Uh-huh. So, um, at this point in the story, only two of the subjects were dead. And the other three, you ask? Well, they're simply being treated for those injuries, you know, the lethal ones that somehow they survived. Now, after treating these injuries, they are to be prepped to go back into the gas chamber. So they're essentially giving them what they want. Wonderful. Yeah, because, you know, the, the patient entirely knows best at this point, even though they're completely delirious. Yeah. So within moments, right before the gas chamber was sealed, the EEG monitors revealed that three were actually brain dead. The three left were brain dead. One again fell asleep, instantly died. Then the researcher decided to shoot and kill another one. So now we're down to one. So with one subject remaining, the researcher asked him, what are you? The entity replied, I am the evil that resides in all of humane and only kept in line by sleep. With that said, the researcher shot him too and did everything he could to cover up the experiment at this point. What a guy. Now, if I was mentioning earlier, um, most people um, don't know, same question, you know, is this real? Does this actually happen? It's a creepypasta that was submitted. And in case of any of you never heard of creepypasta, they are user-submitted horror stories to a website of creepypasta.com. Now, that's not to say there hasn't been sleep studies in this extreme before. I actually did find an article printed in 1997, way before Creepypasta's website, that um, Creepypasta's website was created in 2008. So, mm-hmm. In this article, it's from American Sleep Disorders Association and Sleep Research Society. It's called The History of Sleep Adversaries. Am I reading that right? I don't know. I don't know, I'm still hooked oh, on sorry. Chronic, so I'm working on it. <laughs> the history of sleep advances. I don't know how to write, apparently. I can't write yeah, You don't quit showing off. It's <laughs> reading and writing. <laughs> I'm hooked on phonics. They're in the basics, and she's always showing off. Okay. Now, um, it's the Pioneering Experimental Studies on Sleep Deprivation. Now, let me just read you this summary about it, because this will actually tell you how close this story actually kind of gets. Oh, joy. Yeah. Summary. The experimental studies on sleep deprivation were initiated by the Russian physician and scientist Marie, I know I'm not going to pronounce this right, Demanisini? Demanisini? What are we looking at? Marie Demanisini? Demanisini. Demanisini. I have no idea. We'll just call her M. I'm sorry, Marie. I know I'm mispronouncing your name. Marie M. (laughs) Marie de M. There you go. Who studied sleep-deprived puppies kept in constant activity. She reported in 1894 that the complete absence of sleep was fatal within a few days, pointing out that the most severe lesions occurred in the brain. In 1898, the Italian uh, physiologist Lamberto Daddy Dottie? Daddy? Daddy? Wow. <laughs> Guillo, I'm not going to say this one right. Guillo Tarozzi? Tarozzi? Tar- 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 
Let's call him Leo. Let's <laughs> move on. We don't need last names. They also kept dogs awake by walking them. The animals died after 9 to 17 days, and their survival was unrelated to food consumption. And the... I don't think they spelled this right. In the histo- histological study performed by Dottie. Histological? Histological study. I'm afraid you're going to ask what the hell that is. It's probably just a word I've never heard of. <laughs> it's probably a real word, you know, like I did with you that one time. What? Dad told me she, a word I didn't believe in was real. She thought I was making stuff up. What? It was trajectory. I never heard the word before. And, and I was like, like don't be making stuff up and this and that. And I'm like, look it up. It was real. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, performed by Dottie, degenerative alterations mainly representative, represented by chromo- I, a whole bunch of words I can't pronounce. Chromatologic changes were observed in neurons of the spinal ganglia. Perkin, Perkin G cells of the. Wow. I'm not a doctor, sorry. Solibrium and neurons of the frontal cortex. Dottie ascribed these changes. Ascribed, described? I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm trying to explain this. To a a state of auto-intoxication of the brain during insomnia. In 1898, the psychiatrist Agostini, interested in the psychic phenomena caused by prolonged insomnia in humans sleep-deprived dogs by keeping them in a metallic cage in order to avoid fatigue. Hold on, hold on. What the hell difference would it make what the cage is made out of? What, it just couldn't be regular, so it had to be metallic? I don't know. I mean, like, it's like, a little concerning. Them? I mean, I like Metallica and all, but damn. Not Metallica. I know, <laughs> it's not Metallica. It said metallic, I know. <laughs> The dogs survived about two weeks and degenerative changes were observed in their brains. In these experimental paradigms, the effect of sleep loss was confounded by motor exhaustion and or intense sensory simulation. In spite of the absence of adequate controls, the pioneering studies performed at the end of the 19th century represented the first experimental attempts to relate sleep with neural centers and suggested that sleep is a vital function and that the brain may be affected by insomnia. You know, I'm no doctor, but I could have told you, yeah, you need sleep. Yeah, but I don't think they realized until this point just how badly... Well, yeah, because Hitler messed up doing something similar. But wasn't or... that, like, way later? Hitler? I, you know, to be honest, I don't know the timeline of when Hitler was, like, doing his thing. I don't know either. But he's the one that, from what I... I don't remember where I read this, but it was saying he actually, like, was one of the people who... He had scientists, and he had them uh, pretty much invent, like, I think it was crystal meth or something. Oh, because they were trying to give that to their people to keep them up. Down. They weren't, like, testing it. Like, they were giving it to them so their soldiers could stay for two or three days, you know. And How would that be helpful? <laughs> Hitler didn't give a damn. True, but you would I think mean, you would want his own soldiers to be the ones. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, well, I mean, you remember that commercial I showed you? The meth commercial? Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, these people are going to be 16 foot tall and bulletproof on that crap, you know? So, Why I mean, is that even a commercial? What's that even? Oh, you're going to believe some of the commercials back way back when. Honestly, I thought it was a damn joke. But they were serious. It was a serious commercial. So if anybody out there gets a chance, please look it up. It's freaking hilarious. <gasps> Go to YouTube and type in a uh, meth commercial from the 90s, I believe. 
and it'll have like a girl with short hair and if I'm not mistaken it's black and white and has a really catchy song to go along with it <laughs> so if you do get the opportunity maybe you know what I can find it and I can play the song at the end of this and you can hear just the audio that's horrible and then if you're still interested and you want a good laugh then you could look it up yourself and obviously actually view the video but even the audio is great on its own <laughs> but yeah anyway the this obviously um having to keep people up as they did it with puppies of all things so that's terrible would be a serious way of torture anyways that's all i had on that anyway yeah well what's weird about that is why would you use puppies because like that's like using children i know you know their minds aren't really developed all the way yet true so but look at what they a, used to use kids back then for experiments too. What was that other experiment that they had in the early? What was, I think it was in the early 1900s that they used to experiment on kids on them. I don't know. Um, I think it, there was that baby that they experimented on that they weren't gonna. What did they do with him? They know. like kept him from people and wouldn't like let him have like any contact with people. It was some I don't know. I, I can't remember exactly the experiment, but. Babies and puppies and things like that used to be the go-to, it seems like, when it came to experiments. I don't know. I don't... That one doesn't really sound familiar to me. I'll have to look it up. Anyway... Sidebar. (laughs) That's what I have for tonight, for the Russian sleep experiment, and then the actual real experiment. Yeah, well, Damien, he's... He just went ahead and graced us and found that for us, the audio. All right, let's hear this audio. So this we're is gonna So go we're going to be finishing up with the Crystal Meth, ex- uh, what is it? Crystal Meth commercial. It's, it's an anti-drug commercial, by the way, and we're not endorsing, hey, go out and get meth or anything, but it's just a really funny anti-drug commercial. All right, let's take a listen here. Busy as a bee, where'd I get all this energy? Oh, meth, meth, I don't sleep. I don't need, but I've got the cleanest house on, on the street. street. Oh, meth. <laughs> meth. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. Oh, wow. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, meth. Oh, meth. Oh, you gotta love that. That's awesome. Wow. And that's bad that you actually, yeah. like, actually know the words to that. <laughs> Anyways. It's, it's catchy. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it is catchy. Commercials. And I can't stress this enough. Well, We're not endorsing meth. Yeah, it's anti do, do not do drugs, please. Yeah, we're not endorsing it any way, shape, form, means, whatever. We are not endorsing that crap. On that note, that wraps it up. Uh, I say good night. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Are you going to say bye, good night? Bye. Bye. Well, that's all you're getting out of that end. <laughs> Well, everybody have a good and safe evening. All right. We'll see you next time. Maybe.